Welcome back to Roads Uncharted. My name is Dax and I'm the Game Master. Today we're going to actually forego a little bit of recap only because of what happened in the last session. For those of you that haven't listened, you might want to get on it because it's going to be slightly relevant to what's going on in today's episode. Yeah, do it. I'm serious. Go go, go back. At, if you haven't listened to the last episode, go back and listen to it because it's going to be very relevant this episode. And you're not going to want to go into this episode without that context. This is the friendly note from Christian. What are you still doing listening? Go, go back, go back to that episode. Ro, it is late. You and Eight have traveled from Marble Moon and you were able to set up camp in some woods kind of close to the road, but just off enough where you could have a little privacy. As usual, Eight made some supper. Y'all set up a campfire. Mm -hmm. And you're settling in for the night. What are what are you thinking about as you drift off to sleep? At the moment, I am thinking about what um what I saw back in the labyrinth. And having all the experiences that I've had here on Yulela, what has changed back home, and if anything, and what has changed about me. I definitely feel stronger, more well-rounded, but I don't know if I'm uh, yet ready. At a, like, if I were to be, some for some reason, taken back home, I don't know if... As I am now, I'm ready to re ready to address my family and the pack. And so those are the questions I'm sort of mulling over. I look over at eight and I wonder if I should explain a little bit more. Put it into my own words. As these thoughts are crossing your mind, I need you to give me a vigilance check, please at hard difficulty but upgrade it twice do i have an upgrade because i'm near eight or is that for other I, I remember there was a there was a whole modifier thing if i'm oh the to. heightened awareness uh yeah you can actually give yourself uh, trying to think of how close you'd be with a fire give yourself one boost one boost okay yeah okay that's not too bad that is one success so you said you're looking over at eight and you're pondering if you should expand a little bit in your own words. Yeah. When you realize that over the crackling of the fire and the sound of the crickets at night, you hear a very soft snap of a branch. Immediately, because I've been training, I know what this means. I tense up and snap to a uh, to bit of attention. And I look over at eight. I just quietly say, did you, did you hear that? Eight does not respond. That is more worrying to me than the snap twig. And I will wave my hand over eight's eight. We're not alone. So... When you say you wave your hand, are you like getting up close to eight and doing this? Are you? Yeah, I will. I will get up like from from my from my sleeping pad. I will like wave my hands around in case eight is motion activated. You know, realizing that I'll get up and just 
slink over. Uh, slink is the, the wrong word. I'm going to try and make as little noise as possible, but also stay low and get over quickly as much as I can. And then sort of nudge eight and realizing eight's not responding. Oh no. Okay. Um, okay, you stay here and I will go investigate. Okay? And I will put a blanket over eight. My heart. Okay, yeah. And I will sort of, if there's a tree line or something, I will, or, or the edge of our, our sort of camp here. I'll mm-hmm. go up to the edge of the camp and peer off in the direction of the snap twig and try and scan using my sense of smell, using my, uh, trying to hear if there was any other movement. Give me a perception check. Again, give it to me at hard difficulty, upgraded twice, and still give your... Still give yourself a boost because of eight's heightened awareness. Okay. That's a lot of one, two, that's a lot of failures. Six. Four failures and four advantages. Okay, so you fail with style. What do you want to use your advantages for? It's it's a moment. If this was like a comic book page, it's a moment where I don't sense anything. And I'm frozen with fear in the unknown. But a look of resolve washes over my face. And I clench my fists and trudge forward. I will have my hand over I, I will I will have I will have the sword in my in my off hand, still in its sheath, but going through. Okay. Are you trying to be quiet as you trudge forward? Or are you like doing the thing where you're crunching brush, making as much noise as possible? I think I think I want to try and make as little noise as possible in case I can hear something either coming towards me or going away from me. Okay. Give me a stealth check. Give it to me at medium difficulty. Okay. One advantage, two failures. So I'm not very successful. Yeah, what is what does this look like? I I think I think I am trying to do a blend. Uh like yeah, I, I think I am trying to do too much of a blend of conviction and stealth and leaning too much too hard into the I'm an adventurer. I'm not scared. I will deal with this issue the way an adventurer a, a well-seasoned adventurer would. And because of that, the sword is whacking trees. I'm, I'm stepping uh, into bushes that make way too much noise. Twigs are snapping. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll say, realizing I'm making too much noise, I'll just go. Hello? Is anyone out there? It's quiet for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then from the shadows you hear You're not a very good hunter, are you? I can I could be a good hunter when I'm trying to hunt. Okay, this is more of a fact-finding mission. Who are you? Fact-finding mission? What's that? You know, gather information, see who's out there. I'm trying to assess if you are a threat or not, and if I'm being completely honest, I really wish and hope that you are not. I'm I'm really here to just talk. Perhaps 
invite you to our campfire, share a bit of a story if you're minimal. And I will I will lower the 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 sword down to my side. You hear a little bit of brush movement from behind you. And the voice is now louder. Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. A packless that follows with a construct and walks around in the woods yelling at people. I whip around and go. Uh, yeah, I whip, I whip around and go. I'm a bit unconventional, but it's worked out so far. Are you friend or foe? A young woman emerges from the brush. Mm-hmm. She has this mousy kind of colored brown hair, this olive skin and hazel eyes. She's got kind of an athletic build. She's about as tall as you are. Mm-hmm. Overall, honestly, rather plain looking, mm-hmm. except she wears tunic and pants that look to be a little oversized. And you are able to tell that I am packless. Does that mean you understand or are also one of my kin? She walks a little closer, but still keeps her distance. And you watch as when she shifts her head forward a little bit, you can see that she's actually scenting the air. You can watch as her nostrils get a little big mm. as she's taking gulps of air. And she looks at you and says, I wouldn't exactly call you kin, but you smell like kin. I'll raise up my my hands sort of like, uh, whilst I'm still, I'm still holding the sword, but like, because I, I don't want to like, occupy my hands trying to tie it to my but anyway we'll go i may not be kin but you can at least count me as a friend if you will please i just just trying to pass through get some rest for the night i'm sorry i my name is ro and i'll motion and you are give me a charm check ro charm check give it to me at medium difficulty please okay that's good. That is three successes and one threat. How do you feel about taking a strain for that threat? I'll take the strain. Okay. She nods her head ever so slightly, gives you a glance up and down and says, Elaine. Elaine, good to meet you. On, I mean, the circumstances are quite odd, but I mean... <laughs> Most of my meetings and encounters have been on odd terms. Can I invite you to our fire? There's no need to skulk around. She kind of smirks about who said I'm skulking. Oh, I don't know. Just out for a pleasant walk and I noticed your campfire. So I wanted a closer look. Oh, well. Sorry, I, I just assume if anyone is going to be surrounding a campfire and observing, they're usually skulking. Are you, are, are, are you also 
without your pack. <laughs> I will I'll start walking back towards the campfire as well while I She'll hesitate for a second and then she eventually follows you. Yes. Uh yes, I've been without my pack for almost as long as I can remember. Are you a recent exile? Um recent uh how how long has it been since I've left? It it's, can't have been more than like a couple months. Mm, we're month. closing in on what is essentially December at this point. So you've been gone for yeah, about three three months. I'll say that's pretty recent. Quite recently. Um I mean, most of my life I've been with the pack, and this has been a few months out on my own. How about you? Oh, well, what did you do? Oh, um, what did I do? I. Well, yes, if you're exiled, you must have done something. I wasn't exiled. Uh, may maybe it's mo more self-imposed exile? No one told me I needed to leave. I left on my own accord. And whether or not they accept me back, that's another question. I believe I'm the first one of my pack to do so. We've never had any reason to exile anyone from our pack. Did you... Did you do something? Up till this point, she's been kind of walking next to you. When yeah. you say that it's self-imposed, she stops dead in her tracks. Oh, okay. And she kind of has this look of shock on her face. You willingly left your pack? Told you I'm weird. <laughs> An oddity. I left my pack. My facial expression is almost like I'm playing around with the words as I'm saying them, because that's really the first time I've said it out loud. Yes, I've strayed from the pack. Are you looking for a new one? Because if you are, I'll tell you right now, the packs around here, <laughs> they don't accept outsiders. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've encountered one and they were quite rude. Very exclusionary. I honestly... I would like to meet a new pack. I don't really have any interest in joining one, however. At least for now. This is quite odd for me. I, I've never encountered anyone who was exiled or banished before. But what is that like, if you don't mind me asking? Well, and at this, she resumes walking in the direction of the camp. When I was really young, my father, who was the Alpha, was challenged by a pair of packless brothers that came in. They didn't fight fair, but they won. Rules are rules. And because of it, my mother and I were exiled. So she raised me out here. And that she kind of gestures at the wilderness around you. So I guess I don't really remember much 
of being in a pack. I I remember some rules and I remember my my mother insisting on procedures if you know we were to find a pack that would let us in. Oh. But I, I don't know, it's just been for me and, and my mother for the longest time out here. And I'll look around and just do a cursory like look around. You know, there are way worse places you could be exiled to. I suppose, but I don't know. My mother was never a fan of those that aren't. And at that, she kind of leans in and just like raises her eyebrows a little bit. So we don't really deal with the humans around here. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, if you're curious, being part of a pack does have its benefits and all, but it doesn't come without its own issues, which is part of the reason why I left. I I, I was always raised on, you need the pack. The pack is the strength of the wolf and all this, you know, all, all, all these platitudes. But being on my own here, I've found individual strength I found other people that I could rely on when I was told that everyone was out to get you. Everyone outside of the pack, that is. For for example, you and your mother were exiled because of some custom tied to violence, and I didn't like that about my own pack. As we are supposed to be strong together as we are supposed to be a tight-knit community. We've lost so many people to tradition. Of course you want a strong leader, but you don't want to lose those who are also strong in search of a stronger leader, right? I suppose that makes sense. I don't mean to diminish your curiosity or your longing for a sort or yeah, sort of community. I, I, I do believe it is important to respect where you have come from. That much is very true. I do suppose there's value in learning outside of a vacuum, which don't know about your mother, but I believe you've done. Well, d- don't get me wrong. I think the only thing that I find hard about living without a pack is that I can't openly have conversations like this. Why not? Have you tried talking about this with the human? Someone who fears us? Hunts us? I suppose you're right. No, I haven't. But there are those who don't hunt or fear us. For example, I imagine we're coming up on the campfire or something. Yeah. For example... Underneath that blanket right there is a companion of mine who never knew me before. Don't know if they've encountered or heard any stories, but you know, you you hear legends of our kind terrorizing entire villages and being a menace to society. And even with all, all of that knowledge, that person still accepted me for who I was. And I think I concealed my other half far longer than I should have out of fear that I would be rejected at the very best. At the worst, probably hunted, as you say. 
And if one construct can manage to show that sort of acceptance, surely there must be others out there. Perhaps. But then again, you have to ask yourself, is the nonsense hierarchy of the pack really worth it? Or is it better to just be free to do as you please and suffer a little loneliness from time to time? I think there's a middle ground there. So, to sort of put it into perspective, my answer to this question. I left, yes, because of, again, the traditions, the uh, things I disagreed with. But I do intend to go back. I, I left because I wanted to learn to make the pack better. Not because I wanted to get away, no, because I wanted to change it. And the only way I was going to do that was by seeking out alternatives. Sure, I do miss it sometimes. The sort of, again, order and hierarchy of the pack. It's, there's comfort in that you know who you are and you know your place. But sometimes those structures are too rigid and they end up breaking people. Quite literally sometimes. I don't know. It depends. It varies from person to person. I bet you. I bet you there are some wolves and packs that would want to exile themselves if they knew there was an option. This life here, it is all you've known, right? Right. And how many, how many packs have you encountered, you, you and your mother? Oh, um, maybe three, four? I believe that part of the reason why these packs have rejected you is because they're scared that the ones in charge are scared that introducing outsiders will introduce ideas that would weaken the structure but allow self-expression. We're, we're not homogenous. I learned that word at the library. As much as we are a group and a family and a community, we're all still individuals. And sometimes that individuality threatens the status quo. If a structure is too rigid, it is bound to break, which is could disastrous. Yes. If it's not ready for it. I don't know. I've been thinking about this for the last three months. Quietly. You're the first person that I really have been able to talk about it with. It's kind of a funny thing, isn't it? Like ha-ha funny? Well, I mean, if you think about it, when we're in a pack, we are guaranteed safety for the most part. We're guaranteed companionship for the most part. But it isn't really until we're alone that we really start to appreciate what we as individuals, as you said, can do. And I find it funny, ha-ha funny, as you had to leave your pack to find that. My mother would not have liked you. Oh, it's very fair. If it's not this, it would have been some other reason. <laughs> you know... Ro. Elaine. 
I'm curious. Hmm. When was the last time you went on a hunt? So, like a proper hunt. I mean, I've, I've, I've gone out and hunted, you know, for food, the occasional rabbit, maybe a squirrel, maybe a bird, sometimes eggs, most of the time berries. proper hunt. Something bigger than a rabbit. It was back home. It's been... I'll, I'll recount on my fingers in three months before leaving. Almost half a year. Why? What do you, I'll, I'll raise my eyebrow. Why? What are you proposing here? Why do you ask? She looks up through the canopy of the trees. And kind of smirks when she looks back at you. You know, tonight's the last night before the full moon. Then she looks over at Eight's slumped form. Looks like your companion might be out for a few more hours. You're the first packless I've met outside my mother. What about a hunt? It's been a couple of years since I've gone on one. The area's relatively safe. We won't get caught. I'll, uh, Mullet, you know, mullet over for a second, or at least I look like I'm mulling it over. I am interested to see what a hunt looks like without a full pack. Think you can handle the challenge? It's a little bit more dangerous. Oh, Elaine, I'm an adventurer. Danger's my middle name. Perfect. With that, she immediately removes her clothing and begins to shift. No modesty whatsoever. Mm. Who needs modesty, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm also used to this. I just... <laughs> you wear your armor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's for everyone else. That's the thing. <laughs> right? When she does, you hear the familiar crackling and elongating of bones. You see this fur sprout from every inch of skin on her body. When she is fully shifted, that mousy colored hair that was on her head now is covering her from head to toe, and her eyes are no longer hazel, but a very vibrant amber. I'll also do the same. I'll cast off the armor and the clothing and then go into the transformation as best I can. I forget, did we... It, it, all, of my, all of my transformations have been like sort of a humanoid wolf. Is Elaine's the same? She is slightly more bestial, not as much humanoid. Got it. Okay. Cool. Um, and knowing what you know about others of your kind, it is possible that hers is not necessarily one of... There are different bloodlines, mm -hmm. and hers seems to run from a different bloodline than yours. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Once you have shifted... She lets out a very bestial howl and takes off. I'll join in the in the howl as well and basically follow behind. Really just going for it and, and extending out as much as I can because I haven't been able to do this. It's always been sort of holding back, making sure that I'm not hurting anyone. But given that um, Elaine has been around in these parts for... A long time and says that it's safe I'm more inclined to test that a little more and really go into it with with uh, 
like go into this run and this hunt with more beasts than I usually do when I'm transformed. Go ahead and give me a survival check. Give it to me at medium difficulty, but give yourself a boost because Elaine is there. And as you said, she's used to the area. Two success, one advantage. Elaine leads you through the forest. And you spend the next couple hours tracking and taking down this monster-sized moose-like creature. Mm. Only it's much bigger than a normal moose, and you know how big moose are. Okay, yeah, that's the thing. Like, moose, meese, meeses? Moose. Are gigantic. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> They're huge. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> and you said this is bigger than a normal moose? Yes. Okay. But with the two successes, you are able to... Yeah, uh uh-huh. Thank God. (laughs) You're able to take it down with very little injury to either of you. And by little injury, I mean like, you know, you ran into a branch and you had a couple scrapes. But I mean, other than that, it was... That's part of the hunt. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. A little bit of battle scars. Um, But no injury suffered from the animal. Uh, As we're like tracking and going through, it's like letting the scents and the smells and the environment, it's like I'm becoming part of this forest. There is essentialism in what Elaine and I are doing. And I start to feel like I understand myself a little bit more with each leap past a tree or over a bush or each inhale of scent, each bite of this moose, I start to feel more and more part of nature in this environment and the sense of identity starts to solidify even more. I actually do start to miss this. As the night wears on and it becomes clear that dawn is approaching. Elaine escorts you back to the camp. And in the last few feet before you get too close to the dying campfire. She shifts back and once she's fully clothed again, you know, blood now soaking through these linens. Yeah, I also shift back. She turns to you and she's got this big grin on her face and says, you know, Ro, if you ever decide you don't want to go back and you need somewhere to go, you're always welcome out here with me. While putting on clothes and stuff, and she she says all this, I'm like, <sighs> like out of breath, still exhilarated, but you know, like after 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 like a pretty successful workout, you know, what is that? Um, but I imagine there's there's something going on there, and she 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 offers this to me, enthusiastically nod my head and just go, ooh, yes. Uh, <laughs> That was, um, I miss that. And I, I appreciate the offer. I can't make any promises now, but I will consider it. And I'm laughing and sort of like looking up at the stars and I mean, yeah, the, 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 the gray sky, I imagine it's like a pale, pale purple, almost like gray sky and sort of like dusting off and, you know, wiping blood from underneath my nails and stuff and just oh. there's <laughs> I, 
And if you feel as if you need a semblance of a pack, I mean, Eight and I are just quite small of a pack of our own, but it's still... It's still community. It's still family. She chuckles a little bit at that and says, Well, I I can't give you an answer right now. Of course. But I'm sure one day our paths will cross again. I mean, I imagine this isn't the only time you'll be passing by the Crystal Shoreline, so... You know, the offer's there. There's no pressure. <laughs> I understand. Well, um, <clears throat> she starts to back up um, and head away from camp. Oh, you, uh, you don't, you don't want to meet Eight. I'm sure Eight will be fine. Um, I, once I figure out how to reactivate Eight, uh, I'm, I'm sure Eight would be would be remiss if I didn't meet a new friend. No, I. I think in, in this, and she kind of gestures to her mess of a self, um, I, I don't think this would be an appropriate way to meet new people, but perhaps some other time. Besides, I may not live with a pack or with people, but I still have chores to do. It was fun to meet you, Ro. Likewise, Elaine. It's good to see that there are other packless out there that can live a life that isn't the same as mine. Again, we're all individuals. Go, 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 go do your chores and whatever that means. She smiles and kind of gives you like a mock salute and heads off into the distance. And what does Ro do? It's still a little bit before dawn. I think what I'm going to do is do a little, try, try to clean myself self up a little bit more. I'll say that there is a creek nearby. Mull over what it would mean to... Now that there's a new option available, sort of imagine what it would be like to just retire here, I guess. <laughs> Crystal Shoreline. And um, I'll write that down in my notes and journal and write down Elaine next to, uh, next to that note about the area. Once it's a little bit past dawn, I will walk over to eight lift the blanket <sighs> you you rest buddy really hope you're dreaming under there and I will I'll tend to the fire try and get it back up going and wait before uh, yeah wait because I'm sure eight will come back and I'm just looking at my journal at the words Crystal Shoreline dash Elaine for a while while I let my thoughts wander to back home and I will say that in closing as you are letting your mind wander and you're reviewing your notes you start to hear the soft sound of someone crying thanks for listening we hope you'll join us next time. But in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Arthas, champion of Offum, is played by Neil. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. 
Ro is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris.